If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the Goat Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a goat, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville, and welcome to another episode of the Goat Consulting Podcast right here in studio in VC Productions in Nashville, Tennessee. We're excited to be with you today. we got a lot to talk about. Tyler's at the beach, just hanging out at the beach, you know, having a good time. But before we do that, he's not at the table today. He's at the beach. But to the left, always here with me at the table, my good friend, the LinkedIn Whisperer, the calming force to our show, my good friend, John Byers. John, we're glad to hear you're here today. We we have a good friend with us in in a yellow tux and a yellow hat, and we'll get there in just a second. But we are the GOAT Consulting Podcast. We serve it up in a way that you can get it. We're kind of like Waffle House. In our 20s, they teach us to get in the game. In our 30s, we move up in the game. In our 40s, we try to stay in the game because those 30-year-olds are so damn good. In our 50s, what the research says is we finally ask ourselves, what is it that you really want? We have a guy in studio with us today that asked what he really wants, and he is a GOAT or the greatest of all time. In sports, they're easy to see. They're people that are recognized for their greatness. What they do elevates the play of those around them. But in business, it's people that compete on unique perspective. Unique education and unique experience. What they do gives them energy, and it gives other people energy, and it creates new levels of challenge and new levels of opportunity. You know, a personal brand is a feeling that other people have about you, and you are an extension. Everything you do is an extension of your personal brand. And we've got one of the coolest personal brands in studio with us today, all the way from Savannah and the Savannah Bananas, uh, the founder, CEO, uh, Jesse Cole. Jesse, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm fired up to be with you guys, and I love you talking about energy. You know, yeah, you're speaking my language, my friend. I feel like I feel like the opening, which we do every show, that was like his bio. I feel like that's exactly that was Jesse's bio. Yes. We didn't even, even read it now. Yeah, personal brand is the feelings that other people have about you, and everything you do is an extension of your personal brand. And John, I know that elevates the game around. Us yeah, the, yeah, he's both sports and business, and I yes. know you you work to get this. Uh, Get him in studio, and I know we got to go to fast. We're going to be a quick cast today. We're not yes. just going to be a podcast. We're going to be a car ride to work and a car ride home. So we we know you're on a tight schedule. We appreciate you being here with us today. Tyler's at the beach, so he's going to listen and chime in as as need be. But John, I'm going to turn it over to you as uh, as our good friend would say, and let you let you take it from here. Yeah. Uh, well, Jesse, we're we're going to follow somewhat of a framework that we typically have with our guests. We certainly want to honor you and 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 doing that, and just so grateful that you would join us today. So you are carving your goat legacy in in the universe, and we're so glad and pumped to unpack some of that today. And there's so much to unpack. By the way, is this your office that you're at here, or what's the background that you've got going? <laughs> now I'm in our stadium club, and I'm looking out right now at our at our field, our stadium, uh, 1926 ballpark, and with no that's ads beautiful. at all in the stadium. So that's where I am. Ooh, well, let's t- say more about that. No ads in the whole stadium. Tell us about that to start us oh, geez. off. Everything we, everything we do is look for every friction point in the fan experience and try to eliminate them. So mm-hmm. that's why every ticket in Savannah is all-inclusive, all your burgers, hot dogs, chicken sandwiches, soda, water, popcorn, dessert, everything for $20. That's why there's no ticket fees, no convenient fees, and I don't believe anybody comes to a stadium to be advertised to, marketed to, or sold to. So we eliminated <laughs> all the ads. 
threw away hundreds of thousands of dollars, but that's the name of our company is Fans First Entertainment. So that's why we make every decision. Is it Fans First? Well, that is the good no, consulting podcast. No we wonder. can wrap it up today, I believe, because you, no, you nailed it. No wonder Joe Calloway loves you. <laughs> so, Jesse, I'm going to just quickly say a couple things. If you if you are listening across the GOAT universe and you have not uh, experienced, and I'd be shocked if you haven't, uh, the Savannah Bananas. Pause this episode. Go check them out. Follow Jesse on Twitter and his and his cool team. Uh, these guys have been around for five seasons so far. Have won two championships in that those five seasons. Jesse, please correct me if I'm wrong here. And are, are just doing all the. We'll unpack this. The things that Jesse, no one else will do. Yeah, Jesse, don't <laughs> hang up yet. We're doing all the wrong things in baseball, and I can't wait to start talking more and more about that. So all the wrong things. For ex- for instance, you have a waiting list of 30 infants that uh, maybe that list is longer today because at the beginning of every game you have the banana baby where you wrap an infant up in a in a banana blanket and the team comes out and you hold them up as if they were Simba. And it is a beautiful scene. Uh, you you have players bat shirtless and in stilts and in skirts uh, occasionally. And it is just a beautiful, they're high heels. Uh, <laughs> kilts, there we go. Thank you. Jesse, all, I was, uh, one, e- wrong things. one evening I was, one evening I was sitting on the couch and I was crying, laughing hysterically. And my wife said, what in the world are you laugh- laughing about? And I showed her, you had your first baseman in high heels. <laughs> I, oh my God, I was going to laugh yeah, of course. Yes, 120 performers that, that go on to the field. And the whole point is to not make it baseball, to make it entertainment. 100%. Yeah. And, and I think it's, 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 you know, you open with our baseball stats, which is comical to me because it's like, yes, we've won more games than any team in our league over the last six years, but I don't even keep track of that stat. That's not something yeah. we focus on. We don't focus on what we can be a little better at and playing the same game as everyone else. We want to be the only. And what can we be the only at? And that's when it's like, okay, we have a breakdancing bass coach. We have a senior citizen dance team called the Banana Nanas. We have banana player bananas. dance. We have a banana pep band. And you keep going. We have players come out to bat with bats on fire. We have a player in stilts. And so we focus on all those things we only because differentiator is the key. And, you know, six years ago, guys, I was sleeping on an airbed. You know, we sold two tickets when we first came to Savannah. On January of 2016, we overdrafted our account. We were out of money. My wife and I sold our house and we were on that airbed, just grocery shop with only $30 a week. That's all we had to eat food. And we realized that we had to dramatically differentiate who we are, what we stand for, what we do. And that's when we leaned in heavy. And you mentioned Joe Callaway. I try to pick brains of everybody that's smart in business and learned a lot. And we're learning more every day. Well, you just described a defining moment, which we were going to ask. And I got to imagine one of those defining moments for you and maybe your wife also is when she woke up one night on that air mattress and saw the cockroach, you know, also sleeping on your nose. Is that a true story? You really want to go there. Yeah, you want to go there. Yeah, the night that uh, she, she uh, was screaming, I didn't find that that, amus- that amusing. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we slept with our socks on because there were cockroaches in this place and one landed on my head in the middle of the night and yeah, it was it was it was rough, but you know, you either have a success or you have a story. And uh fortunately we've been able to have both. I want to ask a question, and this is the first time we've ever asked this out of 70 some episodes that we've done on the podcast. Um Jesse, what is your favorite childhood memory? And we're gonna we've talked a lot of topics here. We're gonna hone all this in, hopefully at the end of this episode or as we as we get there, but favorite childhood memory. 
All right, we're going to go there. Yeah. Uh, so for, for me, you know, my parents were divorced uh, as an only child. My mother had a drug problem. So it was just me and my dad. So mm. everything, me and my dad. And so I got to be bat boy for the Red Sox one night, honorary bat boy and sit in the dugout next to Lee Smith and uh, Wade Boggs and Roger Clemens with the Red wow. Sox. You know, I had a lot of really cool moments in baseball. But, you know, my favorite moment goes back to once a year, we'd go to Disney and my dad would take me to Disney. And I'll never forget um, being crowned the uh, big kahuna at Typhoon Lagoon and mm -hmm. made, made the, I answered trivia questions. They gave me a medallion. I was the first person allowed my dad into Typhoon Lagoon, went on all the slides, got the best seats, got free food, everything. And it was that magical moment that I still think about today and how to provide at the ballpark. So that is one that stands out, uh, being the big kahuna, going with my dad to Disney and, and having fun. How did you get named the big kahuna? Well, because we went to Typhoon Lagoon, I think it was on a Tuesday, and I was like eight years old, nine years old, and I, they asked all these questions, the cast members, and it was like, how far does the water go? All these questions about Typhoon Lagoon, and I didn't know them, but one person did, and they got to go in early. I said, Dad, we're coming back to Typhoon Lagoon tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be the big kahuna. So I memorized the questions, and did more research, and I was ready to go the next day. So you have created what Disney yep. created in, in the world of baseball. That's what you've done from that childhood memory. Well, it, it's kind, but yes, I mean, I think the name of our company is Fans First Entertainment. At first, it was called Team Cole and Associates. It was like a terrible accounting firm, or like a lawyer, like a law firm. <laughs> a terrible accounting so we, yeah, so we switched that, and, and yeah, I mean, every decision we make is at Fans First. It just guides us, and you know, I think uh, you mentioned energy earlier. You know, every day I get to do things that give me energy, and giving me energy is is things about creating, sharing, coming up with new ideas, having fun at the ballpark. And when you simplify who you are and what you do, it's like, hey, we make baseball fun. That's who we are. Yeah. And how do we do it? We make every decision. Is it fans first and are we entertaining always? And that, that guides us. Jesse, one of the ways that we well, honor our guests is that we ask them to do two things at the top of the episode is we ask them to define a goat and then share a goat. And so I want you to know, like, we, we capture those definitions. We hold on to those in the, in the goat consulting vault and then we want to share a goat, whether it's a moment, whether it's a theme. We've had goats anywhere from um, some of the obvious ones, right, that we don't even have to name in sports to, um, gosh, who Zima. Zima. Zima was a goat yeah. at one point. Yeah. It got dethroned recently. but Yeah, that grapefruit drink that John drank in eighth grade. And That's right. Jesse. Define a yeah, goat. What about going back? You're going back to old school goats. I mean, you mentioned Zima. Remember No Fear back in the day? Yes. <laughs> God, I had a No Fear shirt. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. Fear. Starter jackets. Yes. I mean, there were so many things. No no but, Fear uh, No Fear transitioned into Ain't Scared. Ain't Scared. Remember that yeah. after after yeah. No Fear? Yeah, that didn't last that long. <laughs> but, uh, good. Yeah. Good. I, I, you, left, you let off with Zima, so that's crazy. But uh, no, I mean, again, without – I mean. You know, it's a circus here at the ballpark every night, and I like to have fun, and we do things that are ridiculous. But for me, you know, when I first started 15-plus years ago with the team, and I was a general manager and $268 in the bank account and couldn't pay myself for three months, um, that's when I started to learn and started to realize that I had to learn. Uh, I didn't like reading books in high school and college, but I loved reading when I was forced to. And, yeah, I mentioned it before, but to me, there's no one better. There will no, never be anyone better uh, than Walt Disney. And mm. because not only about – you know, we think about Disneyland, but the fact that he mortgaged his life numerous times and took chances and risks, and he changed so many industries, you know, from an animation and to the film industry, then obviously the theme park industry. I mean, merchandise, he did so many things and I have become a huge disciple. Uh, my wife surprised me with trips to his family museum. Oh, I've wow. read every book on Walt. Uh, he by far is the greatest. And I think when you define what does that look like, 
it's having a vision. It's having a vision unlike anyone else. And he said, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. And he wasn't driven by money. And my favorite quote of Walt always, it's not, you know, all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Or it's kind of fun to do the impossible. It's one that no one talks about. And it, he said this, he said, money doesn't excite me. Ideas excite me. And every day, every morning, I wake up inspired to have new ideas, new things we can do that never been done before in a baseball field. And I try to live, you know, think what if Walt was running a baseball team, what would he be doing? And so he's been the, it's been the goat to me in many ways. So maybe your definition of a goat is a chief idea ist. <laughs> well, and I, I read. I don't know. If, Go ahead. I like I like where you're working with that. Yeah, I mean, I, ideas are everything, and I think people don't think a lot about ideas. I mean, yes, we have idea paloozas almost every day at the ballpark, where we actually get together with our staff and go over ideas. I write down ten ideas every single morning, well, I was and most of them there. are terrible. I was yeah. going to go there. Yeah. Three things you do yeah. every morning: a handwritten card, you journal, and then you write down ten ideas, most of which I would imagine probably apply to this work that you do. Yes, and I'm obsessed. Yeah, and I, I've come up with probably fifteen thousand ideas over the last five years, and fourteen thousand eight hundred are terrible ideas. But there's a few that are good ones. And it's the experience, the experimenter, and the innovator in Disney that that pushed you to to want to figure that out. Is that right? He he. That's what you resonate with. That's what you fell in love with is that idea. A hundred percent. You learn by doing, you learn by trying. And so every night at the ballpark, we do between five to 10 things we've never done before in front of a live crowd. And actually we have it on our, uh, on our script and they're green because they're not quite ripe because we've never done it before. So everything is not quite ripe. Our players, the first game of the year, they play in a green uniform because they're not quite ripe. That's everything. You got to be able to get through the messy to get to the great. And so we constantly test and try new things and a lot don't work well, but that's how, what I believe is that we learn faster than anybody else, you know, in a given season, you know, we'll do 200 brand new things we've never done before. And that's uh, experimentation rapidly, which is huge for us. I saw on LinkedIn where you think that 90 seconds is the optimal time for a promotion. And then you go out and pre- practice that 90 second and see if you can stay true to that 90 second moment for the, the promotions. Is that something that that's part of that, of that approach yeah. that you just talked about? Yeah. You know, how you do anything is how you do everything. And we time everything and details matter so much. So we time every single second matters. So if we're 142, like I shared today, yeah. that's 12 seconds. That is too long. That took away from the fan experience. So, um, yeah, I mean, our drain covers at the stadium, you know, one of our staff members, this wasn't me. He saw that our drain covers and where the, where the water goes into were all rusty. So without anything, he got custom made tiny little bananas. So if you walk around the stadium, only 1% of our fans will notice that they're all, every drain cover is all mini bananas. Our bases are yellow. Our bats are yellow. We have custom baseballs coming in that are yellow. Everything is intentional because everything speaks and it talks about who you are and what you stand for. Jesse, one of the things I read that you said, and I love this. In fact, I think this to me is like the heart of this whole conversation. All innovation is about falling in love with a problem. We saw a problem. People were saying baseball is too long, too slow, too boring. And we said, how do we defeat that? And so we started testing. Everything you just described up to these 14 minutes that we've been here is encapsulated in that quote. Can you talk more about that? I mean, that it's beautifully said. I just... Please share more. Well, thank you for your research. Thank you for finding that. That's uh, that's something I do talk about, but I don't share often. But yeah, all innovation, anything that you're trying to do, you have to put yourself in your customer's shoes, your guest's shoes, your fans' shoes, your clients' shoes, whatever language you want to use. 
And often we're just focused on what we can do better and sorry, like focus on how do we drive more revenue, drive more sales? How do you eliminate the friction points, the frustration points and fall in love with that problem? The biggest problem we fell in love with here and obsess over every single day is that baseball is too long, too slow, too boring. Mm. For seven straight years, baseball games have got longer. They're three hours and 12 minutes long. If you watch a baseball game on TV, look behind on play to look at how many people are actually watching the game versus people looking at their phone. And it's it's a difference. So for instance, we constantly look at that. I am obsessed with every single moment of dead air. And that's why we developed Banana Ball. Wow. Our biggest innovation, a two-hour timed game, literally where batters can't sit out of the batter's box. There's no mound visits. You can steal first. There's no walks. Walk is the most boring thing in any sport. Yes. Think about that. It's called a walk in an athletic thing. It's time for a walk. And then bunting. We eliminated bunting. Swing it. the bat. So we eliminated all of that and even let fans catch a foul ball for an out. Jesse, that was hold years on a second. You camp on this walk for a second because I love <laughs> the event. I like how you call it. You said walks are an event. So can you share what happens when a walk is going to occur? Yeah. So the premise of everything is whatever is normal, do the exact opposite. So in, in baseball, if it's long, slow, and boring, do the exact opposite. So what's the opposite of a walk? It's called a sprint. So we said, how can we turn a sprint into an actual baseball play? So now in banana ball, on the fourth ball, the umpire goes sprint. The hitter takes off full speed out of the box. The catcher then has to throw the ball to every player in the field before it's live, including the outfielders. So the first few times, it was a disaster. Sure. They, they threw the ball around. The hitter scored a home run. A walk turned into a home run, which was good in the sense that it punished the pitchers to throw strikes, which we want. But then, but then they figured it out. And so now Eric Burns, who became our head coach, played in the bigs for 11 years. He taught the guys how to do a weave. Catcher throws it to shortstop. Shortstop flips to second. The third and first creep in. The outfielders are running in. And now we're throwing guys out at second on the walk. Mm. Imagine that, the excitement of that play versus watching a guy God. stroll down to first base. I'm <laughs> obsessed with every second. That's what that's what you said. I love that. Where, where does this idea? Jesse, is, is, has, has MLB approached you at all with um, trying to trying to take any of these ideas and implement it in Major League Baseball? Um, they haven't, but – Five major league teams have now reached out to us about playing banana ball at their stadium. Wow. Wow. That would be freaking incredible. Well, and I want yeah, to say they gotta they hey, they gotta go by your rules, right? Two hour time limit. Oh, it's 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 a full Savannah Bananas banana ball event at their stadium. I don't I don't I, like you know, the the major league teams aren't gonna play the game, but we'll play it and we'll put on a show. And and do also, you do you also, play seven days a week? No, no. If you could figure out how to do that with pitching and everything, that would be great. But yeah, we're playing just on our banana ball world tour. We do two to three games a week. We travel to different cities. We're going to go to 25 cities next year all over the country, which we're excited for. And you're selling out those stadiums and, and places that they've never sold out before. You know, it's it's crazy. We sold two tickets when I first started. And now, yeah, our wait list for tickets is over 70,000. Uh, give you an example. Gosh. We went to Kansas City and sold out 10,000 tickets in 16 minutes. And we went to the Major League Spring Training home of the Astros and Nationals. They played the day game, the Astros, with Altuve, Bregman, everyone in the lineup. They drew 1,000 people. We drew 8,000 that night. It's crazy. Tyler, I thought your question was really good. And Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe the MLB hasn't reached out, but some of these minor league teams, one of the definitions that we have shared or someone has shared with us that we've formulated over this GOAT podcast is GOATs elevate everybody else around them. And you are influencing some changes, in my opinion, in some minor leagues. So, for instance, they've increased bat sizes. They've banned pickoffs at a handful of teams or games. Correct me if I'm wrong here. And some of them have eliminated defensive shifts. I think 
that's an influence that you're having on the world of baseball. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, where I get even more inspired is seeing uh, players celebrate more and players dance and players do some of the fun mm-hmm. things that we do. I mean, I think, you know, incremental things like moving the mound back six inches or having bigger bases. I think you need to make, if you want to have an expert, you want to make a dramatic change, a dramatic difference. You need to make some dramatic changes and exponential changes. So, uh, but yeah, if, if people or players are having more fun and the game's faster and more exciting, that's a win. Absolutely. I can tell you from firsthand being a player, I mean, my college coach would literally, if I was struggling in a position, he would pull me aside and say, man, you're not having enough fun. Like, you're that silly, goofy guy. You need to quit being serious because you're good when you're, you know, having fun being taller. You know, be yourself and and go, go steal the world. That's true of everybody. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Fun is such a soft word. Right. Same thing as love. We talk about fun and we talk about love a lot. The reality is the more fun we have, the better we perform. Mm. And that's on baseball field. That's our staff. And I believe that's anybody. If you go to work and you're not having fun, you're not going to perform that well. So we embrace it. We teach it. We love it. We emb- And I, I think you see our guys. There's a reason why we win more games when we play regular games than anyone else, because they're having more fun. Jesse, well, I think one thing you do as a business person and, and as an entertainer is you have such a clear vision. And I think just from hearing you talk, every one of your employees shares that same exact vision as you. And that, that puts up so many other people that are, that are little Jesse Coles running around. And that's what makes y'all so unique is that, you know, every employee you have out there, every team member you have out there has the same vision as you, or at least understands the vision of the company. And I'm reading a book right now called Traction, and it talks a lot about that. And it's really cool what you're doing. Well, thank you. And I think there's value from our friend earlier, Joe Calway, one of his underrated books to keep it simple, the short one, oh, yeah. you know, keep it simple. The simplicity of what we do. It's been on our website since day one. We make baseball fun. All the decisions we make, is it fans first and does it make baseball fun? And I think so many times you get pulled in all these different directions. It's clear. We're not going to be the best baseball team in the world, but can we be the most fun team in the mm. world? And I think a lot of companies should ask themselves, what can they be the most of? And that's what we lean in on. I love that. I want to connect a dot here for me. Uh, and hopefully our audience will connect with this, but everything that we've talked about, and I think it's in what you just shared also, is that having a successful, real baseball team and having a real having real fun are not mutually exclusive events. And I think that goes back to the fact that some might say if they watched you do what you're doing today, that team could never really win, and yet – You've totally messed all of that up, right? Because you won two out of the five years, right? You're you're winning and you're doing this, which proves your point that you just said. The more fun we have, the better we perform. And I love one of the other things that I that I love that you did is you tied that to Kodak. And I hope you remember this because I want you to share that thought. It's brilliant and I love it because what Kodak failed to do, I think baseball is potentially on the verge of that and you're helping change the game. Can you talk a little about that? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously if, if this is the same Kodak reference, I mean, they had all the technology, they had everything they needed to go into digital and yeah. they knew the move that they needed to make, but they kept it because they didn't want to cannibalize their business that was paying the bills for so many years. And we're disrupting ourselves every single yeah. day. We eliminated all of our sponsorship, throwing away hundreds of thousands of dollars. We eliminated the way that most people would make money in their ballpark by food and bev. We eliminate, we have no shipping uh, free. We have free shipping on everything. We also get free koozies, free decals. We eliminate all the things that most people make money on 
to create fans because we're focused not on the next quarter like mm. many companies are we're focused on the next quarter century and long-term fans over short-term profits so yeah i i think uh baseball other businesses when you see where you're going i think sometimes the key is to not just focus on where you've been but focus who are your future fans Mm. And, you know, I'm so focused on those young fans. And there's a reason why it's crazy. We have almost 3 million followers on TikTok, 2 million more than any major league baseball team. It's because we're focused on being young, fun and entertaining yeah. because that's our future audience. It's not the 65 year old former baseball fan that will sits and watches games. It's different. Sounds like you've so read 20 years Saturday. from now. Do you think you're major league baseball? Do you think major league baseball is, is Jesse Cole? No, it's a uh, boxing and UFC. Yeah. So, okay. so, it's you know, wrestling. that's, that's how I, I compare it. It's, it's the old time circus and circus alike. We okay. are circus delay. We're UFC. There will always be regular baseball. We're just going to be something a little different. Your, your formula speaking to, to your point about eliminating all the costs where other people make money. Your formula says this, it says, love your customers more than product, your product. That's number one. 100%. Love your, your employees customer. more than your fans and then love yourself. Why? First, before you speak about how did did Bill Vec help help you crystallize all these ideas, and when you read his books all over the years, or is this something that was born within you that you learned along the way by building relationships through through a sport like baseball that teaches you so many different lessons along the way? And, and then, so speak to that, but also too, why is this so hard for other companies? organizations culture to understand this simple these simple ideas love your customers more than your product love your employees more um more than your fans and then love yourself why why well number one on that why is it because there's no direct roi in love you don't see it right away you don't feel it right away it takes time and and showing up every day and loving what you do and bringing energy to what you do into your people and your customers there's no direct roi you can't it's like throwing a marketing campaign you make money away you throw love out you're not going to feel it for a while you're going to feel it in the long game gotcha. so that's one of the reasons why that and uh, we all know you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with yep and you mentioned bill Beck before when i started in this industry and still today I, i'm the average of the five people five business leaders that i spend the most time with and learn from and look up to and walt disney jeff bezos you know, you talk about Bill Vec, P.T. Barnum. I, I spend my time thinking, what will they do? How will they act? And that's that's in my mind with almost every decision we make. So, yeah, it's been a huge influence. But, you know, again, it just comes down to today. What everyone's trying to do is drive sales, drive revenue, drive profits. I'm trying to drive fans every day. That's and awesome. I don't want to be a billion dollar brand. I want to be a billion fan brand. Mm. I want to have a billion fans around the world. And when you focus on that, believe me. The money, everything else takes care of itself. I don't know what's in our bank account, but our president tells us we're doing pretty well. And I think that's uh, what it comes down to. It's creating lots of fans. That's amazing. Jesse, we are so grateful. I wore this. I wore a special shirt every episode. I wanted you to know that we love your color and that part of your brand here in Nashville, our Preds, our soccer MLS team. We, we support the bananas with our, with our jerseys. So we, we do support the bananas. Um, are we close to taking this thing to the ground? Does he have to? We are done. He have to go on. We are done. John John likes to say we are done. We're gonna put the plane on the ground. How, I want to leave you with this. You know, you know the old quote um, by the philosopher Jacques Barzon about baseball. You know what he says? Bring it. He says to know and love. He said to know and love America. You must you you must first know and love the game of baseball. 
And what I think that I see with what you've done from what Barzan has said is you've taken that same idea and you know and understand America and you're bringing it back into the game of baseball. I would say he kind of married that with, with Walt Disney. Absolutely. This is what you get. Yeah. It's beautiful. There is no, there is no uh, ROI on love, at least in the beginning. And he's not looking to the quarter. He's looking to the next quarter century. Mm. Uh, we, We certainly appreciate your time today. And, uh, where can we get one of those yellow hats? Where can somebody else get one of those yellow? Do you, do you sell those or not? <laughs> no, these aren't sold. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've only got a handful of these. I mean, so. I'm just seeing them sign, <laughs> signed, Beautiful. you know, signed collector's edition yellow hats from Jesse Cole. We'll call it the the Jesse Cole hat. But thank you so much for all the way from Savannah and the Savannah Bananas for Tyler Burnett at the beach and John Byers. I'm Colby Jubinville, and this is the Go Consulting Podcast.